Happy National Sandwich Month. This is Liz, and here's what Popping Collars is baking up for your podcast feed in the month of August 2022. You're used to us serving up the traditional wrap of religion, hiding in pop culture. But this month, we flip all of that around when we talk about our favorite popular representations of church and faith. We've added some garnish to our latest episode of The Canon when our brand new panel of guests draft their favorite movie musicals. Going on 30 comes with an extra slice of cheese this month when Betsy and Greg look back at the melodramatic classic The Prince of Tides. Greg is looking back on his Camino de Santiago journey with special guest Ryan Parker on this month's Sacred Six. The two of them chew on the physically hardest crust of the Camino Trail when they talk about the region of Basque Country and Navarre. Finally, the Popping Collars Book Club is back this month as Ricardo and I grill the latest books we've been reading. Thanks to listening to the PBNJ of Episcopal Podcasts that keeps the chips on the side and the collars popped. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Canon, a part conversation, part competition show where each of us attempt to assemble the most entertaining group of films using the works of an actor, creator, genre, or theme. Who is us? Well, it's me, Greg Knight, and my expert co-host, Ricardo Avila. Say hi, Ricardo. Hey, Greg. Uh, I'm Ricardo Avila. Oh, uh, St. Luke's Los Gatos, where I am a priest, California. And now let's get to the all-stars of our all-star panel. Back again, we have Heidi Carter. Heidi, where are you and what do you do there? You mean live or existentially? I live in Kansas City and I am an associate on staff at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Westport slash Midtown. Yay. That's all I do. Welcome back, Heidi. Thanks, dude. Also coming back to the Popping Colors universe after a long hiatus, it's Paul Fromberg. Paul, where hey. are you? Uh, I am sitting in beautiful San Francisco, California on a slightly foggy Friday. Beautiful. And I work at a church called St. Gregory of Nyssa, <coughs> where I'm the rector and uh, do other things as assigned. And finally, we've got a Popping Collars newbie with us, Karen Miles. Karen, where are you? What do you do? I am um, currently coming to you from a lovely island just off the coast of Oakland. I live in Alameda, but I uh, work for the Diocese of California doing, um, as I call it, everything that requires a permission slip. (laughs) So Ah. youth ministry. And I actually... um, was born in San Jose and grew up in Los Gatos. <gasps> Hello. Look at that. It's a small hey, world. You come on down and I'll buy you a the cookie of your choice at icing on the cake. Literally 50. That's enough. That's, a, that's enough to get me to drive down there. <laughs> Do you remember how Alameda was in the uh, Star Trek movie they made in San Francisco? <laughs> it's where the nuclear vessels are. Exactly. Or were. Nuclear whistles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, We are going to be drafting our favorite movie musicals on this episode. Before we get started, Ricardo, what makes a good musical? I would say uh, good voices. Uh, And um, 
maybe a death near the end. Oh, um, sorry, my kind of musicals. Uh, <laughs> montages help. I would say a montage is almost a prerequisite to a good uh, movie musical. Now, you can't do that on stage, but uh, oh, I don't know. Hell. <laughs> See, I'm a fan of tap dancing for no reason. It's all about the setting. If you can find a clever place to set your song or dance, that for me is the, that's the key, I think. Children. Um, <laughs> okay, so here are the rules for the game. The goal of the canon is to create the most entertaining group of four movies. So you get to pick four movies. But once a film has been selected, it's off the board. No one else can choose it. The draft order will be randomly selected. I have randomly selected you guys in advance. And picks will be made in a snake order, meaning the person who picks last in the first round gets to pick first in the second round. At the end of each draft, uh, each person will get one minute to defend his or her canon. And fans of Popping Collars will be able to vote for their favorite on our website at poppingcollarspodcast.com. Does everyone understand these incredibly complicated rules? Now, you said something about snakes. <laughs> so, like I said, I have spun for who gets to pick first, second, third, all of that. And so for movie musicals, Heidi, you get the first pick in movie musicals. It's like ones that are more interesting to talk about or ones that are better musicals. Because like the really good ones are just good because they're good. But they aren't all deep and weird and um, interesting. I'm going to go with the movie version of Dreamgirls. Oh, um, that was the one where Eddie Murphy really thought he was going to get an Oscar. Ooh. He did not. He was good. He was very good. And I'm already second guessing my, my choice, but I'm just going to stay with it. Because it was not my number one until I saw it on the list. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Okay. <laughs> Dreamgirls is off the board. Paul, you get second pick in the draft. I'm going to, you know, when I get stuck, I'm going to pull one that's not on the list, but I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to go with La La Land. So far, we have avoided classic uh, musicals, I see. Uh, and that trend will continue as I get the third pick and I am going to take uh, Tick, Tick, Boom that came out last year. Andrew Garfield. Uh, Karen, you get the next pick in movie uh. musicals. I'm going to go with the movie that annoyed my family because I watched it so much as a kid, the Muppet movie. Why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions but only illusions and rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told and some choose to believe it. I know they're wrong, wait and see. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers the dreamers and me. Cool. I'd actually forgotten it was a musical, really, which I can't believe I did what until I sort of 
I did a little pre homework. Is that the one with Rainbow Connection? Yes. Oh. I mean, some of the best, dumbest one liners are in that movie. You know, Bear in his natural habitat, a Studebaker. Can you help me? I'm lost. Have you tried Hare Krishna? <laughs> the Kermit impersonation singing Rainbow Connection for a vacation Bible school many, many years ago. <laughs> I'm going to need an encore of that performance. My voice has changed since then. <laughs> Adult Kermit. All right, Ricardo, you not only get the next pick, you get two picks in a row because you'll get the pick for the next round. So you get two picks in a row, Ricardo. All right, terrific. Well, uh, shunning the classics is now over. I nope. pick West Side Story, uh, West Side Story, which uh, satisfies many of my musical needs uh, for, in a mu- movie musical. A Death Near the End. I guess that's all I really need. <laughs> Which, when you're talking the new one or the old one? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you need to choose. Yeah, sorry, the old one. I Yeah. Uh, Ansel, uh, what's his name? Ansel Elgort? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he basically acts like his name sounds. But uh, it's quite a shame because Maria's awesome and Anita is freaking fantastic, as is Bernardo. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the old version of... West Side Story is my first pick. And my second pick, uh, I'm going to go with the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, since oh, your wow. picture is right on wow. <laughs> that. Is, that is unexpected. Wow. It's a fantastic movie. Oh, I'm, yeah. Uh, Catherine Deneuve and the two men who are drop-dead gorgeous who are vying for her, one of whom is a mechanic in a, gar- in a gas station. <laughs> That's all I remember. And every word is sung, and it's beautiful and sad. So there you go. Awesome. And there are umbrellas, I think. You know, when you were describing what a musical should be, Ricardo, I, I, th- I felt like you were describing West Side Story. So I'm glad that you. Glad that you <laughs> and then I remember the sound of music and I had to throw children in, you know. <laughs> oh, OK, Karen, we are back to you for your second pick. Definitely. I don't think there are children in this one. It's also not on the list, but I'm going with Victor Victoria. dad gum girl off the board that is some movie movie and happy pride (laughs) uh can i just do a bad gay male alert here i have never seen victor victoria yeah am i okay still with paul go through and watch the songs you can skip the rest you get definite demerits it's oh, a, no. a, woman, a woman pretending to be a man pretending to be a woman, I think, is what the tag Correct. Is. Right. Blake Edwards. Oh, Julie Andrews. Who goes Julie Andrews to- attempting to like scrub the fancy the, the Mary Poppins. Yeah. And I think successfully. Very successfully. And she mm-hmm. had an amazing voice anyway. Yeah. Oh, so good. Right. So uh I am up next. I'm gonna take the new West Side story. Because Ricardo just talked me into it. Because you're right, Ricardo. The supporting cast in that movie was great. 
And for the version of America alone that goes off of the rooftop and into the streets, I really like that movie. I like Spielberg's camera. It was good. How do you feel about Rita Moreno on that? You know, I really liked her somewhere. I wasn't expecting her to sing it. And yeah. so when she started singing, I, w- it, I sort of, I was all in on her character at that point, which was, which was unusual because it came late in the movie. But. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I really did not want her singing somewhere. That is probably the most haunting song for me of the old West Side Story. And it takes away the hauntedness for me of, of but I'm thinking of the, here's a good, I'm going to regain my gay points. Uh, the original cast recording has a really haunting version of somewhere with this piano playing like in a cave or something. And so here's Rita Moreno and she's wonderful, of course, but I, I really wanted an ensemble to sing about their sense of not fitting in. And so mm. it felt like a star turn more than a poignant song, not hmm. to, Agree. Sorry. All right. To me, I mean, similarly, loved hearing her sing it, but it felt like a very heavy-handed. In case you didn't know, this is when you're supposed to cry. Right. And having having Paul Fromberg here is also like a star turn instead of a poignant (laughs) opportunity. And a reason to cry. (laughs) All right, Paul, you have the next pick. I'm torn. I'm going to throw in my uh, my uh, movie not on the list, uh, which is Forty Second Street. Uh, 1933, Ruby Keeler uh, as a scrappy chorus girl who rises to the top and becomes the star. Um, And it's a a Busby Berkeley-directed movie. So it's got all that weird, trippy Busby Berkeley stuff going on in it. The thing I love about it is that when I first saw it, I was in high school, and we would like in the early days of midnight movies that would occasionally show old musicals. And this was one. And I went and I saw it and I was like, I have never seen anything like this in my entire life. It was, it was uh, a level of ironic comedy that I didn't know existed at the time. And it was just awesome. There's some great lines in it too. Nice. Like, so Ruby Keeler um, takes the part of the star who f- breaks her leg and she's like in a cast and she comes into Ruby Keeler's dressing room in a cast and she's like, when I first found out that you had taken this part, I wanted to claw your eyes out. Uh, and that's how, you know, she sort of begins her reconciliation speech with Ruby Keeler, who's just like, you know, America's sweetheart girl nice. who can tap dance like a machine. Okay. Here wow. ends the reading. Wow. The, uh, the gayometer is off the chart. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All your eyes out, just that phrase alone. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Heidi, it has been forever since you chose Dream Girls, and a lot of stuff has come off the list, but you get two picks in a row at this point. Oh. Well, Greg, I'm surprised you didn't pick Rent because you picked Tick, Tick, Boom. But anyway, Tick, yeah. Um, I I think I'm going to pick one that's kind of three actually because at the end of the day they're all the same movie um but it's carousel south pacific oklahoma so i'm gonna just <laughs> go with um carousel uh, it's those main accents that well you that, yeah right the scale it was a heck of a nice clam bake <laughs> <laughs> we all had a real good time and i don't see i don't think um la Caja doesn't count as a musical does it birdcage um so 
My next one is going to be uh, Into the Woods. Uh, I know. That's some low-hanging fruit, but it's Sondheim is perfection, so I have to pick at least one of his. Will you sing that part of Oklahoma where they spell Oklahoma, please? I I would, but I can't spell it. I was... (laughs) I was born there, for what that's worth, a long time ago. You told me a story when we first met each other about singing that on an escalator in a mall. Look at you. Yeah. I was with a group of Quakers. Yeah. The symphonic choir of Friends University, also known as the Singing Quakers. Yeah. We were in a huge convention center in Tulsa, I think. And we were in our outfits, and we started up this elevator and escalator, and we all started singing, and it filled this atrium, and it was Fantastic for that song. That's so funny that you remember that. I I remember some vague stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So what did I think? Can't remember any of my nephews and nieces' names, but I can remember like stories from the 80s. Nice. Paul, you are up next with your third pick. Holy moly. Are you sure we didn't skip Karen? We have not. We're snaking back the other way. Man. Okay. Uh, I am going to go with... And this is a this is a a risky one for any number of reasons, but I'm going to go with White Christmas. Can you imagine Freckleface having sisters as cute as that? It's incredible. Sisters, sisters, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir. I'm here to keep my eye on her Caring, sharing Every little thing that we are wearing When a certain gentleman arrived from Rome She wore the dress and I stayed home All kinds of weapons um, It's risky because it's, it's, a, it's got some triggery stuff in it But holiday musicals have a special place in my heart and there's there's some stuff in that movie that just always makes me want to have like a a cup of hot chocolate and sit by the fireplace. And you know the title song is is amazing. It's a beautiful thing. Nice. Does Bing Crosby's voice immediately put you into that mode of like? It sort of does, yeah. Fireplaces, sort of does. yeah. Somebody on this, somebody must know the answer. Is that the one? Is that the one that Sisters is in? Or is that uh, the other yes. one? Yeah, that's that's got sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And Were there ever such a pair of sisters? And Danny Kay. I mean, you can't really go wrong with Danny Kay, though. You right. cannot go wrong with Danny Kay. Thank, Thank you very much. Wow. It's some old okay. school stuff. Uh, I'm up next. I'm going to go off the board with a musical that came out last year called Annette, starring uh, Adam Driver. And ah, a French actress, <laughs> Catherine Deneuve. Nah. That's what I was going to say. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's in everything these days. He's not French. He's not an actress. Is Adam Driver? Does Adam Driver look weird? Yes. Um, he depends on who you ask. Apparently, he's too tall, right? Like he, he's really he, tall, and his face—he's asymmetrical. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, I got I mean, it. Mary- I, and I'm not saying it in a bad way because I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's an attractive man. I just think he does not look like a normal Hollywood 
star kind of a person. Right. Marion Cotillard is who I was. Yeah. Edith Piaf lady, right? We could have just picked two random French names and probably. If they love you. That's right. Okay. Okay, Garen, you're up next with the next pick. I adore singing in the rain, but I'm going to go with a slightly um, lesser known Debbie Reynolds gem. Um, the unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh. Um, I just remember my mom and I actually saw it when I was a kid. Um, the live show with Debbie Reynolds in it. And it was um, so that one's always sort of stuck in my brain. It's just a masterpiece of cheese. This is the point of the podcast where people are screaming at their phones. Like, why is no one taking the Wizard of Oz? Um, Ricardo, <laughs> you have two picks. Are these your last picks? Are these, is that it? These are your two last picks, yes. Man, I feel like I've got like five. <laughs> can I yeah, say only give four? <laughs> can I say really fast? <laughs> Blur the titles together? Um, all right. So um, I'm going to go with A Star is Born, Judy mm. Which one? Judy Garland. Oh, yeah. It's, by, to my mind, by it's the best. I've only seen three, I think. Are there four? Uh, Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand. The new uh, one. The new one. Is there another one? Judy Gaga. Oh, yeah, the uh, uh, Claudette Colbert from uh, 1930. Eric winner. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, definitely Judy Garland. Um, you know, it's funny. I've only seen it once. I guess it was unavailable for years, but... Uh, there is one scene, and gosh, her her husband is played by what's his name? Who's such a straight laced guy? Uh, oh God, Mason. James Mason. Mm-hmm. James Mason, not Jackie Mason. James Mason. Who's <laughs> not a straight laced guy? So he's sitting there on the couch, and she's dancing all over with the pillows, and it's an unbelievable scene. She's yep. phenomenal. I mean, and that's that again, gay points and all that. But Judy Garland is dancing and singing her heart out with couch pillows. And it's riveting. I, I can't. That, I mean, need I say more? Nice. Uh, so yes, a star is born from 1950. The final cut of that was uh, never released, and so now when they show it, they show stills uh, that have been rescued uh, of certain scenes because they just don't have certain scenes. They have uh, audio, but they don't have uh, film anymore. Hmm. Oh, wow, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I might have seen that. So yeah, so that's my pick. Um, and then I just cannot decide. So I'm going to see. It's between Purple Rain, Cabaret, and Moulin Rouge. <laughs> There's a theme going on here. What do these things have in common? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know. I sort of inadvertently gave the, my theme away when I talked about the. Uh, oh, well, then. So, huh. Let's see. Does anybody die in Purple Rain? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going oh, to go ahead and go with uh, Purple Rain. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. And if you have a word, try to bring for Take a look around, at least you got friends I call my old lady 
Cabaret is awesome. Moulin Rouge is one of my favorite movies. Not to be seen on a small screen, interestingly, because uh, I did and I hated it. Then I got talked into going to the Castro Theater for a version, and I was blown away. Uh, but Purple Rain is my choice. Uh, it's Prince. He's awesome. The Let's Go Crazy number is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love when uh, Morris Day, is that his? Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he, he sings, Bach. Here's my religious uh, throw in. He goes, Bach. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Bach, I believe, is a bird sound he's making. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. He sings, he sings the bird and oh, jungle bird. love, I think, in Purple Rain. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but Prince, um, the song Purple Rain had me in tears. Prince can't really act, but, you know, the, the narrative, the story carries it through. Uh, he's got father issues. There is sexy dancing. There is a death. And, uh, and of course, there's um, Vanity Six. Is that her name? No. Well, Vanity Six was the band. Oh, uh, Apollonia. Apollonia Six. Apollonia, yeah. Woo-hoo. Actually done. Five or seven. Uh, so purple rain. Thank you. Did I make two choices? I did. You did. You did. You have a complete can. And, and now you can go cleanse yourselves in the waters of Lake Minnetonka while the rest of us make our picks. Uh, Karen, you have your fourth and final pick. I'm going to go with that wonderful show that let every girl belt, uh, daydreams about harming ex-boyfriends, Chicago. Hmm. Hmm. That mm-hmm. is like one of the ultimate breakup songs ever to just like drive around in your car and sing scream. That was a date movie for me. I, rem- I, I very specifically remember that movie. <laughs> it was like early on in our relationship. We got married. That's a, <laughs> that's a good choice. And it's kind of like, you know, Renee Zellweger, she's got some crazy skills as an actress, as an actor, mm-hmm. which I always am surprised by because she's from Katy, Texas which is, you know, like a suburb of Houston where I'm from originally. And it's like, this, she's just got these mad skills. Speaking yeah. of Judy Garland, did you see the Judy Garland biopic she was in? Oh, the, yeah. The, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. She like tore it up. She won an Oscar for that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then when she is interviewed, she's just kind of like this person. You know, she doesn't have the big Hollywood thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, Karen, I didn't mean to step on your, your choice. No, no, it's great. I, I felt like that was a yes ending to my choice. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Renee Zellweger comes across as mildly unstable, but maybe in a good way. I don't know. Kind of fragile. Fragile. Fragile's not unstable. <laughs> said, uh... You keep telling yourself that, Paul. <laughs> you take anything away from this podcast. Just remember, fragile's not unstable. Nice. <laughs> okay. I have the next pick and I need a judge's ruling on this one. Are concert movies considered musicals? Are you going to throw in Meatloaf? Is there a plot to it? I think it might. Although that would that would eliminate Cats because there's. I think it's going to be Spinal Tap. I think it's going to be The Wall. There's a plot to it, (laughs) but I know. But it's not. It's it's just a it's a documentary about a concert. So Mad Out of Hell. No. Mad Out of Hell. Uh, my pick was going to be Summer of Soul, which oh. uh, was a fabulous movie that came out last year um, about the Harlem Cultural Arts Festival from 1969. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. instead, I will choose In the Heights. It's going to be uh, my fourth and final pick. Nice. I thought you were going to say Annie. 
<laughs> the you documentary. Know, I, saw, I recently <laughs> saw that remake of Annie with um, Jamie Foxx. It wasn't Ooh. bad. Sun will come out <laughs> tomorrow. Okay, Paul, your fourth and final. Okay, musical. I don't want to waste this one uh, like I have done so much in my life. Uh, I am going to go for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. Uh, not just because of Sammy Davis Jr.'s amazing uh, intro, which he got stuck with for the rest of his career. The original? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The original. Not the Johnny Depp. Uh, no, not the Johnny Depp. No, no. Okay, Forget just that. Checking. It's another one of those bizarre movies that you look at and you can't really believe you're seeing it. And it's got these great lines like, you know, Violet, you're turning Violet. And do you like the chocolate factory, Charlie? I'm going to give it to you. It's like, it's like a theological movie of grace. Wow. It's sort of like, you know what it is? It's like Pilgrim's Progress set to music. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> But yep. there is that there is that freak out on the water in the boat with the chicken having its head axed off exactly where he's yeah. Gene Wilder's freakier than yeah. Renee Zellweger in that moment. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you don't sure. remember that part of Pilgrim's Progress where they were in the boat? <laughs> <with> the, <laughs> the, beheading. the nightmare boat. The nightmare That's boat. Awesome. As as the mother says, it's Trey Gelet, but is it safe? Right. And it is one of those you get off and you're like, okay, can we just get back to the candy? Because I'm not really sure what just happened. I blocked that out. I do not remember that scene. Put TV Mike in the taffy pulling machine. Uh, Mike TV. Yeah. yeah. Mike TV. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I have a whole lot of takes on Willy Wonka, not least of which is that uh, Charlie's granddad is an awful person who gets him in trouble. Um, <gasps> oh, when he with the bubbles, yeah. When Charlie was actually doing the right thing drink. and yeah. his grandfather yeah. talking. That was just the dark night of the soul. <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't get out of bed for what 40 years, but suddenly can to go right. see a chocolate shop. And he starts, and I've got a golden ticket. No, he doesn't. Charlie has a golden ticket. You don't have anything, dude. <laughs> wow. Sorry to tear apart your choice, Paul. Man, I'm still going with Pilgrim's Progress musical version. You got, yeah, that's pretty deep, Paul. I mean, all those all those other kids with their different sins getting knocked off of the contest uh for their I want to say there's seven for the seven deadly sins, but I, I don't think there are like three or four. maybe. Yeah. But still Ver- Veruca Salk. Thank you very much. Later, a uh, later, a band name. Yeah. Great band. See there spreads across the universe. Heidi, you are wrapping us up with your fourth and final pick. Okay. I need to know. I, I want to do a little night music. It's another Sondheim though, but is fun home. Fun home is a brilliant musical. You didn't notice her at first, Dad, but I did. I saw her the minute she walked in. I'd never seen a woman who looked like her. It was like I was a a traveler in a foreign country who runs into someone from home. Someone they've never met before, but somehow just recognizes. One just came in the door like no one I ever saw before. I feel... I feel... I don't know where you came from. I wish I did. I feel so dumb. I feel your swagger and your bearing and the just right clothes you're wearing, your short hair and your dungarees and your lace-up boots and your 
And you can watch it on the dark web. There are bootlegs of it. Um, Wait, what? Fun Home. The musical Fun Home is oh. so good. It's based on that graphic novel by Alison Bechdel. It's brilliant. Oh the songs gosh, are yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I love it so much. Can that count as a musical? It's not a movie musical. Does it have to be a movie? Oh, I mean, okay. it, it, yeah. Well, I mean, because <laughs> this is called seen a filmed version of it. You have or I have. Uh, you're saying that you have. Okay. There is a filmed version, not filmed. The dark web. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Fun home? Fun home. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a movie version of this that is in pre-production. See, right as it should be, because So you have the, chosen a movie that has not come out yet. Yes, because I am Nostradamus. That is how cool you are. <laughs> okay, wow. I'm choosing fun home, which is short for funeral home. Um, Alison Beckton grew up in a funeral home where her dad was the director. All right. Hmm. And she wrote about it and it's beautiful. Well, then Heidi, with that yeah. selection, you can kick us off. Uh, explain your canon to us. You have Dream Girls, Carousel, Into the Woods, and Fun Home. What were you thinking of when you picked these four movies? Well, every one of those is a ensemble. And Dreamgirls, there's a lot of really cool, I mean, the movie version, the, uh, Bouncy is perfect. She's mm-hmm. so beautiful mm-hmm. in this. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Hudson, Born to Sing, and all the dudes were so great. Um, and just kind of talking about, again, the racism of people with amazing craft and performance and art and all of that being co-opted and then being exploited. And there's really good uh, music. Um mm-hmm. Into the Woods is just obviously, you know, Bernadette Peters is God. Uh, her idea of leaving people to their consequences of their own wishes. When you make a wish, careful the things you wish. Um, mm. Because when you, and careful, I, the thing I love about us being formers, Christian formation folk, is the line in that movie, which is careful the tale that you tell, mm-hmm. because that is your spell, just how words are formative and how stories change things. Fun home, this young girl tries to figure out who she is and who she loves and how she loves them as a child, as a young adult, and then looking back at her father's life and she comes to terms with his sexuality and his suicide. Um, I also, these musicals all have some of that really fun fantasy, cool, or these musicals, but they also are important. They also kind of delve into issues of belonging and loneliness and fear and love and all that. So I just like them all. All right, Paul. Wow, I wasn't told there was going to be a quiz. Well, um, <laughs> you get one so minute I, to defend your canon. Well, here's my canon. Well, um, your I, picks are, yeah. uh, let me uh, summarize your Please. picks real quick. Uh, your picks are La La Land, 42nd Street, White Christmas, and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So what is your theme? I am really intrigued by uh, the sort of fantastic and the spectacular in movies. Um, and like, uh, seeing things that you can't imagine that you could ever see. I mean, La La Land was great that way because it was sort of like, it was like make-believe and it was a a fantasy. And anybody that's ever lived in LA knows that it's not like that. 42nd street, Ruby Keeler's the underdog. You pry it out of the gay canon, And she is like the heroine of the whole movie. The thing about, um, white Christmas is that the whole point of it is to, 
bring together all of the parts of these people's lives that have been scattered apart. And so there's a communion thing happening in it. And uh, Willy Wonka is just like, uh, you know, it's like a morality tale. It's very much like Into the Woods. It's got this whole thing about, you know, the the underdog is going to win. And, and it's sort of like all you have to do is show up and eat as much candy as possible. Nice. All right. My canon has Tick, Tick, Boom, West Side Story, Annette, and In the Heights. And what all four of these movies have in common is that they all came out last year. Uh, which is to say that uh, movie musicals are alive and well and may not look like the movie musicals that you remember from uh, back in the day, the Carousel, Oklahoma, Funny Girl, South Pacific days, Guys and Dolls days. But that's what I like about modern musicals is that they push the envelope and they remind us that these things will continue to live and will evolve in new ways that maybe we won't, we can't even imagine what they're going to look like. Maybe they'll look like Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all my 2021 musicals. Karen, you have in your canon the Muppet movie, Victor Victoria, Unsinkable Molly Brown, and Chicago. What is your canon all about? It feels a little awkward with the Muppet movie in there, but as a child who grew up solidly in the 80s, Miss Piggy was one of those first like feminist icons for me. Takes no crap. Will karate chop you if you look at her the wrong way? (laughs) And so leading into the other both real and imagined women, the unsinkable Molly Brown was an actual human being who really did live. And that was her true story. These women who lived incredible lives gave us this example of how not to take any crap and fantastic songs we can belt when we feel the need to yell saying something. Very good. Okay, Ricardo, you're last up. You have West Side Story, Umbrellas of Cherbourg, A Star is Born, and Purple Rain. What are you thinking about? Well, one of the advantages of going last is that I actually had time to think about this. So <laughs> I can be concise. Uh, so, you know, Greg, I, I, amazingly, you asked me at the top of the hour what uh, what constitutes a good musical. And sure enough, all four of these have a death at the end. West Side Story has multiple ones, of course. Umbrellas of Cherbourg has a death of a love affair. Uh, Star is born, James Mason dies. And Purple Rain, well, we don't want to give it away. But uh, let's just say the... The, uh, the, uh, the, obs- the obstacle in Prince's way of moving ahead is done away with. So there's a death at the end. There are, there's sexy dancing in all four. Purple Rain, On Stage, Stars Born, Judy, Umbrellas, and West Side Story. Uh, there's diversity, a lot of diversity. West Side Story, you got the Puerto Ricans and the white kids. Umbrella, you got the French with Umbrellas of Cherbourg. You've got uh, Judy Garland and a British guy, James Mason, in A Star is Born, and you've got uh, African-Americans from Minnesota. I mean, that's that's pretty diverse in Purple Rain. So uh, diversity, sexy dancing, a death at the end, and a longing for more in life. I think that's what really draws me about all four of these. So those are my choices, and I stick by them. Nice. So those are our movie musical canons. What would you pick for your movie musical canon? Uh, email us at poppingcolorspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what we forgot. 
Um, and vote for your favorite canon on our website. Uh, just go to the top of the page. I also just realized a group of people in the church both left out Jesus Christ Superstar and Godspell. Oh. Mm. I love Jesus Christ Superstar. That wasn't even on the list, Greg. Right, none of us mentioned either of those over the last hour. I just want to point that out. That's, it's, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Godspell was on my list, but it didn't make the cut. Sorry, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we'll see you next time when we draft uh, a whole nother set of movies. Um, Take care and keep those colors popped. Uh, uh. Jesus.